Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Old Christian Podcast. So, I'm here with Jared. Howdy. My name is Codis, and so we're going to start off by a game of Guess Who Bible Edition. Uh Uh-oh. So, the point of the game is we have to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to eventually guess who it is. Right. You can't give us any hints. You can only answer with, like, yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you want to go first or me? Uh, If I go first, you mean ask questions first or? Uh, I have a character in mind first. Okay. Uh, you, you can go first. All right. I got a character in mind. Okay. New or Old Testament? Old. Okay. Uh, were they a king? No. Okay. Were they a ruler or like a, a leader? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, a leader. No. Okay. Uh, were they a prophet? Yes. Okay. Uh, major or minor prophet? More minor. How, how do you define minor? Um, okay, so it could be any of the prophets. <laughs> yeah, it's a prophet. Okay, all right. Haggai. No. All right. Uh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Lamentations. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I was going to go with Saul, like yeah. Old Testament Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, no, nah, that's too easy. We're going to go yeah. Jeremiah. There you go. But no, you just... Yeah. Looked it out. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, you told me you were reading Lamentations recently. Fuck. Yeah. If you haven't read Lamentations, go do it now. There you I've go. read it like three times. It's, what is it? Ten chapters? Four chapters? Yeah, ten chapters. Ten chapters. So good. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got mine. Okay. Old or new? New. Oh, man. I don't know anything. Jesus. No. Okay. Uh, was it a uh, disciple? No. Hmm. Is it a female? No. Okay, good. I don't know much. Was it a... Was he writing a letter? No. Did he have visions? No. Man. Um. He's a... Is he a main character in the Bible? No. Okay, so he didn't write a book or letter or anything? No. Is he in the Gospels? Yes. It's not one of the disciples? No. Was it... Is it a person or like It people? is. Man. A person. Did he have an interaction with Jesus? That's a tough question. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, did he... Um, he did he, he saw God? Jesus. I don't... Was we, he in a tree? No. So it's not... No. Um, was he dead? No. Man. Um... I, once you say it to him, like, oh! Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. I'll give you a hint. We talked about him in the last couple of weeks. Not on the podcast. Okay. Um, so, he's New Testament. Mm-hmm. Saw Jesus, but didn't meet Jesus. He might have met Jesus. We just, it doesn't, Bible doesn't say. So, he might have met Jesus. We can assume he met him, but we can't assume he talked to him. And he did write a book. Nope. So. And he's in the Gospels. So, he's in the Gospels. Okay. Um. Man, I'm trying to think. Who in the gospel? Some of the listeners are just like screaming a name right now. <laughs> Did he baptize him? No. Oh, no, That's I would have been meeting him. Was he a ruler? No. Was he a king at all? No. I guess that is a ruler. Was he poor? We don't know. I can't. These are all good questions you're asking. They're just not defining of this character. Okay, so they're in the gospel. And he didn't meet Jesus, but he saw Jesus. He might have met Jesus. We just don't know. I, we can definitely assume that he saw him, though. Okay. Um, 
Was it a Roman guard of some sort? That's a good thought. And you're in the right area. So, okay, okay, okay. Did he send people to go get Jesus? No. (laughs) When I think I'm going up, I go down. (laughs) So was he part of the Roman government? No. What? Okay, um... Man, I I think... Can I have a hint at all? Okay, hint. Think crucifixion day. Okay. Um... Or around that time. So we saw him, but he didn't... And the name came out Came out of... This is the final hand I'll give. Came out of Pontius Pilate's mouth. Was it Barabbas? There you go, it was Barabbas. Yeah. He met him. We can't assume he met him, because... He saw him. That's why I said you can assume he saw him, but you can't assume he met him, because it was there was two people on a stage, and Pilate was like, do you want Barabbas, or do you want Jesus? You see what I'm saying? It's a good one. Yeah, it's. It, I made that way harder than I should. That's been. what I'm saying. Like, like you're asking good questions. Very Old Testament descriptive, but for new, te- like for that specific yeah. character. Uh, that's that's a good time. one. That's a good one. So, Jeremiah and Barabbas. Yeah, we are Barabbas. Yeah. In in, in a sense. Yeah. Well, uh, but anyways, you want to do more? You want to dive into it? We can do more. Dive into it. Do we, what do you want to do? You want to have a podcast after this? Just guess who? Sure. All right, I'm, All right. I'm down. All right. All right. Anyways, diving into Galatians chapter two, uh, Codus, do you want to uh, start us off or do you want me to? Um, one sec. You should start us off. Okay. All right. So in Galatians chapter two, if you aren't familiar, uh, I gave the background on Galatians, but I'll kind of resummarize the background. And Paul is writing to multiple churches in the the uh, Galatia, the area of the city of Galatia, and so uh, most of them are Gentiles. And so essentially, Paul is like, look. I gave to you a gospel. You have been deceived into following a false gospel mm-hmm. given to you by the Judaizers. See that a lot um, nowadays. We do see that a lot nowadays. And so we're going to talk more about that uh, in this chapter. And so uh, he's uh, currently at the end of chapter one. He's talking about basically his route. And so he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, went up and around and ultimately went to Damascus um, and then went to Jerusalem, met with some of the apostles, uh, a few years later, something like that. And then 14 years later after that, he says, I went back to Jerusalem again, this time to meet with Barnabas, not Barabbas, Barnabas. Uh, and Titus came along too. And he says, I went there and then God revealed to me that I should go. So that's why he went. Not because he wanted to meet with somebody, but because God told me he needed to go. Um, and so then he says that while I was there, I met private, sorry, privately with those that considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I've been preaching to the Gentiles. And he says this, he says, I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement. So after all these years, 14 years later, after already being affirmed by Peter and James, mm-hmm. he went to meet um, all the leaders of the church and wanted to make sure that he was preaching the correct thing. Mm-hmm. And so he met with them, and ultimately he said that uh, they supported me, and, and they yeah, didn't even – Do what? Continue. Sorry, okay. after your thought. Um, and they didn't even demand that Titus be cir- uh, circumcised. Yeah, though he was I, was, I was just about to talk, that, talk mm-hmm. about that. Like it says, but not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised. Yep. Even though he was Greek. Yep. Um, so I guess I kind of took that in a different way mm-hmm. um, than, than, I guess, the way you took it. But I took as compelled, like, as convicted. Like, he was convicted to be circumcised. What translation is that? CSB? CSB. Okay, I'm, says, I'm just reading NLT. Let me yeah. look at uh, ESV, what it says. Mine says, he was not compelled to be circumcised, even though he was Greek. So, I, I don't know, maybe yours... Makes a little difference. Well, I mean, either way, in, in both situations, if mm-hmm. they wanted him to be uh, circumcised, then somebody would feel compelled. Um, but in NASB, which 
most scholars agree that it's the most word for word translation. Uh, what verse is that? Four? Uh, three. Three? Two, three. Um, but even Titus, who's with me, though he was Greek, was compelled uh, w- was compelled to be circumcised. Um, was compelled to be But not even Titus was compelled, is what it says. Oh. So that's the full verse. Yeah. So, so yeah, mine says the same thing. Yeah. Um, mine is the old. Yeah. So he lacked that conviction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I thought, like, uh-huh. it kind of goes with not everyone has the same conviction. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Yeah, for sure. I've seen that spark up a lot lately, like, mm-hmm. people arguing about that, like, I'm not convicted to do that. It doesn't mean that you're still going to hell. Like, so, yeah, I mean. Like, there, there's a sense to it. Like, some people are like, oh, porn doesn't, you know, I can watch it. It doesn't convict me. But, That's, like. Well, you don't have always Holy Spirit living with you at that point. Exactly. Um, but some but, people yeah. are using that excuse saying, I don't feel convicted for it. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Well, here's the thing is there's biblical conviction and then there's mm-hmm. personal conviction. And so, I mean, if somebody's watching porn and they don't feel convicted, we can, we have sexual immorality versus there. So we can yeah. biblically convict them on that. Yeah. Um, now, but there's some things like smoking a cigarette that's not in the mm-hmm. Bible, but that's where that would fall under the personal conviction side of things. Um, so if somebody's saying like, oh, it's personal conviction all the time, then that's whack. They're just ignoring the Bible. Um, because here's the thing, our biblical conviction or most of our convictions should be biblical convictions. Yeah. Um, because yeah. all of what we deal with, there's nothing new under the sun as Ecclesiastes says. And so everything we've been dealing with has already been dealt with. And so I guarantee you without, you know, like. If you're talking about technology, an issue with like specific technology, and like obviously that's not in the Bible, but going down to the root of the cause, selfishness, lust, pride, all of that's covered in here. And so it's um, crazy how like the Bible managed to cover everything in a world that's always changing. Yeah, it's almost as if you know God wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> almost. You know, there is that, but that kind of adds to like the. That's cool. Like, yeah, for sure. This for sure. was written year like Old Testament written years ago. Still relevant, something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's yeah. so cool. I mean, look at David. He struggled with, you know, adultery with Bathsheba, mm-hmm. right? That happens all the time. We were just talking about that the other day, how, yeah. how adultery is so prevalent in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, it's, it, it's so crazy. Um, insane, the world we live in. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so they even agreed, these, these uh, leaders of the church, they agreed that Titus, who was a Greek, did not be need to be circumcised. Um, and so, but why did that question come up? And he says in the next verse, verse four, uh, the question only came up because of some so-called believers there, false ones really is what he says, um, that were secretly brought in. And essentially he says that they sneaked in to spy on us and take away the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. And they wanted to enslave us and force us to follow their Jewish regulations. So these are the Judaizers. These are the modern day Torah observers. These are the, um, and not like, okay, so let me separate that. There's two different kinds of Torah observers. There's Torah observers that do it out of love for God. And then there's Torah Torah observers that do it out of need, out of commandment, they think. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do different. I mean, there's a verse that says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But, and we talked about in the previous podcast, the previous episode. So, um, anyways, these, so what Paul is saying is these people snuck into the church, not actually snuck in, but, um, they've crept in. They believe that you must adhere to the Mosaic law, uh, because ultimately it will save you. And what he says at the end of this chapter is beautiful. And I love that one liner that he gives. Um, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but he's saying, look, these Judaizers, these people that believe you must keep the Mosaic law, have snuck in um, and ultimately trying to keep you enslaved. But remember in Isaiah, it says Jesus has come to, or the, the Messiah um, would come to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. And so that is what Christ set us free from was the, the Mosaic law. And so again, if you hear us say law, we're referring to the Mosaic law um, because now we have Christ's law, which is to love God and love others, which is, is Christ's law is essentially just love um, because in loving others, we are loving God. And so anyways, 
that's Christ's law, the law of liberty, uh, as James talks about. But um, so they're trying to enslave us to the Mosaic law and force us to follow the Jewish regulations. This is something that's prevalent then and it's prevalent now. Again, you see it all over uh, the Hebrew roots movement, um, which is spreading like a wildfire. The, the Hebrew roots movement is essentially the four observant people. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And so uh, anyways, so they're trying to enslave us with the, back, with the law. Um, and so we talk about the law and slavery uh, as this chapter goes on. And so uh, he said that the leaders of the church actually had nothing to add to what he's preaching. And again, this what he's preaching is the gospel that uh, we are saved by grace through faith, uh, faith in Jesus. And so he says, by the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me for God has no favorites. That's an interesting conversation. So, um, I heard this a while back ago, but like, um, I used to say, oh, God favors his children and everything, which is true, but in the big scheme of things, everyone's his children. Just because you follow God doesn't well, mean, well, I mean. You can't say everyone's his child, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I used to think, oh, God only favors his children, but he loves everybody. Yeah, I mean, John 3.16 says he died for the world, and First yeah. John 2, two says that uh, Jesus Christ was the propitiation for our sins, not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, God loves mm -hmm. the whole world. And that word for love there in John 3, 16 is agape, which is unconditional love. So love that word agape. Agape. I know. Right. Um, and so feel free to go fact check me on that. Uh, but anyways, so welcome back to, welcome back to factor cap. This, anyways, yeah, that's funny. I used to love those videos. These pop up all the time. I, don't, I never yeah. see them anymore. They just stop. That's how TikTok yeah. works. Like you'll yeah. be famous for like a month. Yeah. And just gone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. At the end of the day, it's not really that oh guy. Oh my goodness! Pops yeah, that everywhere. That guy. I, I never see him except when you send him to me. I eat him up, dude. They're yeah. so funny. It's like I watch a TikTok and like it'll be like this really cool thing before it happens. At the end of the day, it's not, <laughs> it just cracks me. I, I see more people duetting him than I do. <laughs> you know, like after long hair looks like Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, he he, he does every duets. video his. He does. Yeah. Just copies him. At the end of the day, that dude's famous just for. For, uh, copying somebody copying, like, that's the word. and uh, plagiarizing. Not yeah. actually, but um, so where were we going with that? Um, Reputation is greatly made no difference for God as the favorites. Yeah, oh, favorites. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, God does, I mean, his, his bride is the church, right? So in the sense of like God, I guess, favors us. I think in the context of this, like obviously it's the Galatia, which is the church. And so when he says there is no favorites, I think there is no favorites among the church is what he's yeah. saying. Um, because, I mean, God obviously does uh, have a better relationship with his children than he does mm -hmm. the wickedness of the world. I mean, he says he hates the wicked all throughout. Um, yeah. So there is there is that distinction. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I thought this was interesting because, like, imagine if, like, Billy Graham was still alive and you had a meeting with Billy Graham and, say, all these other great pastors. I mean, people are so opinionated on pastors these days for whatever reason. Um, but imagine you're in a room with the best pastors you can think of. Right. And Paul and, and imagine like basically Paul has went up to that meeting and had, he wasn't nervous and nothing. He's like their reputation, their people, just like I am. He's like, God has no favorites. And so God can use me just as he's using them. And so in that, and, you know, that, that analogy that I'm making is like, yeah. that's you walking up to that room full of pastors and be like, they're the same as me. God's using me too. That's crazy to think crazy. about. Cause like, I watch these pastors and I'm like, man, I wish I could be like them. But the mm -hmm. thing is, I am them. We're all human. We're all, you know, God loves us all. God has a yep. plan for us all. Like, 
it's crazy though. Or like yeah. people look at celebrities and be like, man, yeah. I wish I was like that celebrity or whatever. But yeah, no, nah, we're all equal under God's law, in a sense, more or less. Well, I mean, if we're sticking you know to the context mean, yeah, of this yeah, with like the, yeah. the church, yeah. So I mean, like, I'm I'm just as usable as that pastor is, mm-hmm. and that's a crazy thought. Somebody with thousands of followers and hundreds of thousands of followers with influence, God has no favorites. So God could literally use you in the exact same sense as yeah. He's using them. Crazy thought. Um, and then verse seven, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, just as he had given Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews. And so, um, I forget where it's at, but in the gospels, Jesus looks at, I think it's Matthew 16. He looks at Peter and says, you are the rock with which I'll build my church. Um, and so that is so cool. Jesus saying that to you. I know. Right. Yeah. And so that's why Peter is the, the first Pope, but, um, in the Catholic Catholic church, but pope. the Pope, I don't know. Is he Catholic or? How does that work? Did they did they make him? We can get into another time. So oh, we're gonna dive. In he here. was the head leader over the early church, and so the Catholic Church. Uh, I'm I'm not acquainted well enough with church history to know how they came about with the term Catholicism or Catholic Church. Um, they claim that they are the church that Christ founded. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that statement because Christ didn't find or found the the Catholic church. He founded just the church and then the church ultimately evolved into the Catholic church, um, and just by, by name. And so anyways, uh, yeah, he was the first Pope, uh, which is kind of weird because the Pope can't be married, but Peter is married. I don't get it, man. I just don't get Catholicism. Um, thanks for listening. If y'all are Catholics, but talk to me more about it on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, so Peter was the, the head honcho for the Jews, and basically Paul was the head honcho for the Gentiles, and they worked together to just, everybody's part of the church, Jews or Gentiles. Remember in Romans chapter 11, um, he says uh, that the Gentiles have been grafted into the tree, and in Galatians chapter, the next, next chapter, that 3, verse 27, he says, there is now, uh, therefore, no, um, there's no difference between male or female, slave or, Jew, uh, slave or free, Jew or Gentile, all are made one through Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. And so it's kind of, anyways. So uh, then going on, he uh, these people that he met with, these great pastors, they encouraged him uh, to keep preaching to the Gentiles. And so they continued while, while those pastors continued to work with the Jews. And so their only suggestion, I found this interesting, was that they uh, keep on helping the poor, which Paul says he's always e- eager to do. And so uh, question for you, uh, with you or CODIS or the listeners, are you eager to help the poor? Yeah, I want to. I definitely want to do that. I would love to. Like, absolutely love to be able to have a ministry for that. Yeah, it definitely comes and goes. And I, I one day want to have a ministry that has something designated for, like, uh, different classifications of the poor. So, I mean, people within the church, people outside the church, homeless people, orphans, you know, different different classifications of, of or categories of uh, the financial hardship. But, um, yeah, I just found it interesting that they focused on helping the poor. And, you know, Jesus. Blessed and, are the poor. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say, Matthew 5. Yep. And so, I mean, this could be taken as physical poor uh, hardship, or I think it could also be poor in spirit. I think, Um, yeah, that's kind of where I get that. And honestly, I mean, Jesus taught both. But I feel like when we hear the word poor, we only think of the financial aspect, and we don't think of the poor in spirit. Um, So, anyways, uh, I encourage each and every one of you to... uh, Read the Bible. Right? (laughs) But to help both kinds. Yeah. The poor in spirit and also the the poor financial. Um, And so if you can. And then he goes on to talk about how 
Peter was a hypocrite. And this is where it gets interesting. So Paul actually goes Man, on. They called out Peter a lot in the Bible, in the New Testament. <laughs> Even Jesus. Yeah. And but you know what's cool is that really shows the human nature and how we are still usable yeah. despite being I, uh, false. Bobby Chandler, I watch him all the time now on mm-hmm. PR and everything, but he, he was he was having a sermon over Peter and how Peter struggled with doubt too. Like mm-hmm. it was always Thomas had doubt, but Peter yes. had so much doubt and pride. Yep. And like it's crazy. Like, really, just study Peter and and, and the Gospels. Like he he's he's something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, it's encouraging the yeah, fact that Peter was. Human. Yeah. Um, and so, but what happens in Galatians chapter two here is essentially I'm just going to kind of summarize the event here. Um, when Peter first arrived, he was eating with Gentiles who, of course, weren't circumcised. Because circumcision is the big deal about with Judaizers, is they're like, you need to be circumcised to be yeah. saved. Um, and so uh, he was eating with Gentiles and, you know, basically associating with them. Um, and so, but then afterwards, some friends of James came, so some Jews came, um, and Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. And so it says that in verse 12 that Peter was afraid of the criticism from the Jews. Um, that insisted on the necessity of circumcision. So the, these Jews, these Judaizers were saying, look, Gentiles need to be circumcised. They need to be, that's how they, they get brought into the church. Um, and so Peter wasn't teaching that though. Peter was teaching that, look, it's, it's, they, they agreed with Paul that it's, that's by faith, right? But he was afraid of the criticism. So he said, you know what? I don't, I don't want them to talk to me about that. I just, I, I'm just going to uh, eat with them. And I'm not going to associate with the Gentiles that are uncircumcised because I just don't want to cause anything. And so um, as a result, it says in verse 13, the, these Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy. Um, and so they would abandon the Gentiles to be with the Jews. And mm-hmm. so ultimately even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Um, and so uh, essentially Paul saw this and was like, Peter, 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 he did it publicly, mind you, okay? So Matthew 18 says you should go in yeah. private at first. Here is the exception. If somebody is, is leading other people astray publicly, then you need to call them out publicly. And this is what a lot of people on TikTok don't understand because they're like, oh, yeah. you, you need to reach out to them in private first. No, 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 no. They are doing this publicly. They need to be publicly condemned. And we also see this, uh, I think it's in Timothy, uh, where it says we can call out elders among the church. Um, anyway, anyways, we'll talk about that another day. Um, and so Paul calls him out and says, look, we know that a person is is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And so 